Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Ross Meets. Now this is a great segue, this is, because we're moving from Blood Command. Uh, we're still in the in the rock vibe with Sky Fever this episode with Tyson. And it is such a fabulous episode. And it's quite an old episode, to be honest with you. It's quite um, an old interview. It was recorded around the same time as Alex Hawkins and Cormac Todd. So it's had it's had time to age a little. You know, there's been a range of things that have kind of cropped up that has kind of halted and delayed the interview, which has been which has been a bit of a nightmare on my side because it's such a good interview. It's you know, listening back to it and and listening to what Tyson had to say about all his influences and all the stuff going behind Sky Fever's, not just Sky Fever's music, but the band as a whole as well. It's just so eye-opening and just so wonderful and just so good to hear. I say near the end of the interview that he's a beacon of knowledge, you know, a font of knowledge and, and, and inspirations about the music industry not just Tyson, but I think Sky Fever as a whole is a band that is always looking for reinvention, always looking for new ways to be creative and new ways to do things. And I think to have that in our industry is such a good such a good way of doing things and, and getting things done and, and creating art. Because a, a lot of what Sky Fever do is art-based. You know, there's so much great art coming out of the band from each member Tyson talks about um I think it's somewhere near the middle he talks about how um Luke you know being the being the lead singer his relationships within the band with other members of the band you know kind of starting like little bands within the band you know because of all the ideas that have been bustling but you know between the members and it's just so good to hear, so good to see. But yeah, I am glad this interview has, has had time to age a little bit because Sky Fever have grew so much on their socials and it's been so good to sit here and kind of see what they've been up to. And I think one of the areas that they've really developed is Sky Fever Worlds. Again, something so unique that the band are doing that nobody else is. And it's just, it's so, so good. It's their card series. It's it's available on their website um, next to Iron Butterflies, which is their acoustic album of songs that they'd already released, but acoustic versions. Again, something unique to them. Reinvention, working, old ideas and old songs and, and creating something new out of that. And it's just, there's just so much good stuff coming out of Sky Fever. Tyson was so, probably the most, the kindest person I've met on these interviews, the most open person on and off camera. He was just wonderful. There was a lot going wrong on that day. There was a lot, you know, a lot of chaos erupting, you know, with technical difficulties and, you know, we couldn't get the camera working and stuff like that. Hence the world's worst angle on my side. But he literally, he, he was such such a natural and just so so just just kind and just so open and just so so talkative and it's so lovely when you've got that you know especially on my side I love being able to ask an artist a a question and they just go forward they just go for it you know what I mean and they just don't stop they just you know keep giving everything they can in the interview and that's really what Tyson did and he's been so patient uh, you know, across socials and communication outside of the interview. He's been so patient and just so helpful and just so genuine. And that is 
always what we're looking for with these interviews. So I'm so excited to get it out. I'm so ex- It's literally been on my forefront of my mind for, for a few months now. But I'm just so excited for everyone to hear it and to really, really get behind Sky Fever because they're community-based. They have a great community, a great fan base. They give everything they can to that fan base with everything that they do. And they are just, they're just brilliant. So yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna let you guys enjoy the interview. It's a bit of a long one because Tyson has got so much great stuff to say. And, you know, stay the course because he's, he's, he's brilliant. Such a talent. And that goes for every other member of the band as well. The band strive for perfection in everything that they do. And it's just so good to see. So many exciting things as well coming from the band to look forward to. And you'll see that towards the end of the interview as well. All the stuff we can be excited about coming from the band. They are fabulous. Enjoy the interview. Hey, Ross. Oh, I can hear Tyson banging. Hello. Sorry oh, about that. Oh, all right. God. It's been an absolute nightmare. It was all good to go. Everything was all good. And then I put my camera on top of the computer and all the screens went off. And I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? So then I had to restart <laughs> it because Zoom went out the window. So you're going to have yeah. to excuse the really horrible camera angle because my camera's down here and it just will not let me put it up here because it all goes off for some reason and I'll just bump my mic. It's just all it's a bit the, flustered. It's the epic shot. Don't worry. You're all right. But yeah, are you yeah. okay? How are you doing? Uh, fantastic, mate. Feeling good, you know? Feeling Brilliant. good. Brilliant. Is the weather okay where you are? It's quite nice here. Um, it's Ireland, mate. So it's uh, a bit of rain, a bit of sun. Yeah. A bit of everything. <laughs> Get the mix chat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm ready to go whenever you are. Go for it. That's brilliant. So we'll start right at the very start. How did you guys like meet? How did like the band form? What happened with all that? I love this question because it kind of brings me back a little. So... Like, I've been writing songs for as, as as soon as I picked up a guitar, I've been writing songs. And for years, I was brutal. But then I got quite good. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I can't sing. I'm, I'm a songwriter. Like, not, I'm not even a singer-songwriter. I'm just a songwriter. So, like, as you do, you, you join bands, you start bands, all this kind of thing. But then I kind of got a little bit serious in my mind because I tried to make it as a professional footballer. It didn't happen. So music was the next the next thing. And wanted to join a band. After a few attempts, I kind of realized I need to kind of start my own thing, you know, start my own thing. So after, I'd say, 38 auditions for a lead singer, I found Luke. And I was just so picky because Luke's essentially my voice. And uh, it took a while. Like It was funny. The second Luke walked in the room, he walked like a front man. And he was the first guy to do so. I just knew by his, his swagger. It throws a few shapes. We connected right away and we were writing songs together or he, even he was tweaking songs I'd already written. And I just knew this is a guy I can share my soul with because that's what you do as a songwriter. Like, like you share your soul, your deepest thoughts, your vulnerabilities, your dreams or whatever. And we just we just spent a good two years writing and obviously trying to recruit people in and get the right the right team members in. Because essentially, like, like being in a band, it's it's, it's the same ethos is a, a winning team you need the right ingredients you need you need a joker you need someone who will provide the light entertainment <laughs> you need Definitely. someone solid on drums you need a maverick you need a hard worker so you need this mix of people but at the end of the day everyone has to succumb to the same vision which is no ego except for the ego of the song yeah. song is king 
I, I you know it's funny like, like I, I would have actually read a lot of books my ma my master's um was in strategic management and one of the big things I got from that was and I believe everything's for a reason this is why like it's funny like I'm using all this stuff in music context I would have read a lot of stuff on team building and I, I was very fortunate once to attend a seminar with um, Martin Curry not really a seminar like a kind of corporate thing and he gave a great you know he's obviously the rugby you know in captain or former England captain part of the World Cup winning team and he always he said that the most important thing they did is they got rid of the energy sappers and that was the big thing for me don't have anyone in the band or if, you know anyone who's listening to this who's joined the band or starting a band anyone who's negative towards the vision get rid so we've been you know you know you go through members and all that kind of stuff but eventually you get the winning formula and that's critical because once once that negativity is out of the room and everyone's like almost like an arrow you find that the creative vision of a song or the creative force can flow really easy it's almost like something like positivity positivity can't really grow or penetrate if there's a negative force field around people you know yourself like if good things are happening more good things happen yeah. creativity is the same so that that's that's really the origins in the band it's finding the right mix was always always going to be crucial yeah and um and look like i'm a real positive person anyway so i feel that like it's absolute joy and a gift it's, it's a joy to have this gift to be able to express myself in a time when people say you know mental health is, is such a at the forefront of everything but to have the gift to be able to extract any frustrations out of myself and put them put them into something that could potentially live forever it's a gift and i'm so and i protect that gift and i everyone in the band protects protects their gift and you know through covid i guarantee you i'd say half of artists quit over covid yeah and i I was going to ask you about that as well that was like leading on to my next question because it didn't look like you guys stopped all the way through covid you really really powered through you know with the album um is this the end of the world you know you you guys really carried on you know how was that for you guys Ross, I have to say, you're. I watched a few of your interviews, right? And I love the way you 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 almost understand the band before even speaking to them. And that you've you've beyond bullseye it there. Now, I'll be honest. I, it's almost like do you know when you when you hills hill running, you yeah. attack the hill. That's that was the mentality. I knew. I said to the lads, look, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. This COVID thing. We found a new way to work. Like we we all got a home studio or the capability to record at home. If anything, creativity skyrocketed during COVID because Carl started writing songs. Carl started writing songs with Luke. So all these new connections in the band started and new songwriting connections. And it was almost like a new band within the band. Yeah. And the amount of material like like we have enough. And th- this is frightening. And I, I'm not just I'm not just doing a Noel Gallagher and Lion, you know about this we have enough singles for a single every month for three years wow oh my all because of covid man oh and, and like, like look as bad as covid was and look there's negatives we couldn't play live we had to we were meant to do a halftime show over in the over in the states for an american football team we've written a song for that was yeah. obviously canned momentum from a live perspective was canned but we took the Beatles attitude. It says we can't we can't play live, so let's go deep into what the what it's all about, which is the art. So if anything, you're right. We ramped it up, uh, and I look. I, I openly admit to the lads that I pushed them almost near a breaking point, but I kind of knew I knew, kind of knew the point I could stop. Yeah. Because I I'm, I'm I'm as tough as I am, the lads. I'm as tough. I'm tougher on myself. So, I you know I decided to 
you know, let's push, let's let's attack the hill. Yeah, definitely. COVID but... was in many ways, COVID was the best thing that happened to this band. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the album did so well. It did so so well. It was it was almost like perfectly timed, which is is oh, really yeah. weird to say. For like you know artists, it's it's really weird for to say because like for a lot of artists, COVID really like stopped everything, like absolutely everything. But for you guys, it was so beneficial, you know, to get that um, you know, create that catalog and really, I suppose, like connect as a band and have the time to fully focus on the band. You know, it, it's a really good experience to have. I love that. I love that. And uh, do you know what the funny thing is? Is This the End of the World was written in October 2019, before no. anything, before any, any thoughts of COVID. And it was funny, like, like a few people who we let in into the van, we don't really let anyone into the circle uh, when we're creating an, or when we're about to release something. We don't really give any you know, sneak peeks. But one of the few people that did come in, they were like, are you sure you want to still call the album Is This the End of the World? I was like, yes, we're, you know what I mean? We do not change course. But it was almost like the feeling of art should not kneel. Yeah. Art does art does not kneel. You know, you know, Michelangelo, uh, like, you know, does any of his art, you know, all these great works. And look, I'm not being big, I'm not comparing myself to those. But I just think in general, if you, art does not kneel. Yeah. And that was the stance. And if anything, if anything, like it's kind of a positive album. It's it's not saying this is the end of the world. It's kind of asking. Is this the end of the world, or is it the start of something new? And if you listen to it, 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 you know, it was really strange. Like I was listening back to the rehearsals of "Is This the End of the World" and when it was being started, and it all started with a synth sound. And um, the the thoughts what were like, what's the sound of? Let's just say the world ends, but what's the start of a new beginning, a new relationship, someone on a train on the way to a new college or a new city, a new job. You know, on the way to meet, hopefully, what is the love of our life, the first date? What's the sound of that? And that's that's what that is. Is this the end of the world? It's about the new beginning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think Siri wanted to comment then as well about no. that. <laughs> Siri tried. Oh, it's coming in again. Oh my God, my Siri does not like me today. Um, oh, I'm probably having a beef with technology. Sorry about that. Sorry, Sorry man. Yeah, Sorry. No, totally in the air. You know, agreed. Totally agreed about the art and and. And that connection and having that connection with the art and and not letting it kind of derail you, um, depending on what's going on around the world. You know, I think that is definitely that they don't connect. I don't think the two connect particularly like art and what is happening at the time. Um, mm. You kind of have to you have to prevail through and you have to keep moving because if you stop, you're stagnant. You know what I mean? And you've lost all that time. You know, one year in music is so much time to either grow or lose do you know what i mean and you know the pandemic kind of went across like about three years or so and you know coming out of it nowadays what are the influences and the kind of like inspirations going into your newer music you know like alchemy um songs like that um even flowers yeah. Dive. what what kind of inspirations have we got going in nowadays so so I'm gonna go deep on your hair, man. All right. In this oh, by the way, you you know, do you want to be in my band? Because I love this attitude. It's great. It's great to meet someone. <laughs> so essentially, okay. So look, with the growth of digitalism and phones and all that stuff. Now, even though we've just released an acoustic EP, uh, Iron Butterflies, but the next stage for us is a lot of synth stuff laced with guitar. So alchemy and even flowers die give a great indicator of what's kind of coming. Um, Iron Butterflies, which is our acoustic EP, 
which is acoustic versions of songs we have, is almost like the deep breath before the plunge. It's almost like just to lean it back a little before we go full into this. So if anything, the songs are going to get a lot bigger. Uh, we're in the middle of recording, just, well, I say finishing touches to what will be our summer release. And uh, it's just an anthem, mate. It's just let, let's go for the throat. It's uh, <laughs> it's huge. And, and at the minute, like this would be finished if it was not for me and Luke kind of saying, okay, let's make this a little bit bigger. So actually on Wednesday, we're hopefully going to finish it and get it to our producer to mix. So the songs are going to get bigger. They're going to get in some ways a little bit brighter, a little bit more extreme, a little bit darker. So we're kind of put, I think a lot of our music so far, it's all to kind of lure people in a little. So it's all been fourth gear stuff to me. Yeah. As much as people love it and think, you know, our fans, like, like we've had even flowers that I played at a funeral, someone's funeral, someone's dad's funeral. And so, and that's amazing. Yeah. And I'm there thinking like, wait, you hear what we've got coming next. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's nuts. So it's, it's another level the stuff that's coming yeah i mean really really exciting stuff and that you know that's kind of unbelievable is that is that really special to you to hear that it, your music has been featured in that setting you know could you imagine yeah. that your music would be played you know for somebody like that do you know what like it floored me a little like yeah, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you look look the song was kind of number of things with a, a good friend of a band went through the worst try i'm not even gonna, like the worst tragedy ever and it was kind of written as a song of hope. Uh, but also, also like when you go to a funeral, like the flowers are fresh. But, you know, when you visit the grave a month later or a few weeks later, like the flowers are dead, but you're still there with your grief. And that was always like being a, a powerful image in my head. And it was just to have to write the song was, was a gift that just came. But to hear that someone cared enough to have it played, just, man, it's not, I don't, it's hard to put into words because yeah. I, I get a little bit upset thinking about this stuff, you know. It's just an honor, like it's beyond an honor. And what we did for um for this girl is, and um she's probably not not well, she might be listening to this hopefully when she does. But um we actually have recorded a special kind of live version of just me and Luke, and it's even more emotional. And um I can't wait for people to hear that. Uh, we're kind of making a decision whether we release this part yet next EP or not but either way it's going to be out there and it's going to hit harder and um, but yeah no no do you know what? it's such a beyond honoured when, when you're asked you know she actually said to me is it okay if I'm like what you don't even need to ask you know what I mean like it's it's just like there's very few things atop that because it kind of shows that you've you've kind of hit someone's soul and part of their memory and part of like I, I was at a funeral recently and they actually played the killer song Are We Human and uh, you know, as the coffin's been lowered into the grave, and not to get heavy, but it was like it was a beautiful but sad moment. But like it's almost like they didn't want the song to end because that was his song. And I was kind of thinking like our song would have been played in the same kind of way. I'm like, whoa! But it inspires you to create, and inspires you to, if anything, it inspires you to get up earlier to write better songs, to work harder. Yeah. Because if, if it's people like this who believe in you, you need to exactly. be great. There's no question, man. There's no yeah. question. You need to be great. And to, to do her belief in us justice, we need to go all the way to the top. Definitely. And I really appreciate you answering that question. It was really, really tough, um, you know, to to ask and to answer um, because it, it's such a sensitive 
subject, but I think it really, really highlights the magic behind the music and your music especially, and and the real connection that you have with listeners and fans, it's really, really magical and, and kind of like I'm in awe of it, you know, watching it and being able to see it. And I think a lot of, I think the position the band's in at the minute is is there's such an excitement about the future and what's to come and everything that's going on. You know, you're talking about a harder hitting sound and it's just, it's so exciting. So, so exciting. Thank you, and man, yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, this might be it. This is a very easy question. Do you feel like you've grown as a band and grown as a per- person as time's gone forward? Yeah. Like, I, I, where's my book? Here, I've got a book to show you. Where is it? Actually, it's underneath It's underneath the laptop here. I'm always looking to develop as a person anyway. Uh, the Art of War, Ultimate Art of War Guide by Anthony Cummins. It's like, you know, the Art of War, it's an old strategy text, but it's the applications of it. And I also have, like, I have my little library here and I'm always looking to, I'm always adding to my lyrics bucket. I'm always adding to like the amount of new ideas. Like I've got enough songs for three bands at the minute, but I'm always looking to get better. Like I feel as if I haven't written the best song yet. And that's, it's just eternally creating. I, I never switch off. And because and, I fairly believe like there could be a day when the music, like my little antenna to wherever the songs come from, that that communication between that place could stop any day. So I, I milk every day, and that's so I'm just looking to grow as a person, be positive. And, and look, I know it's it's people put up cheesy quotes on Instagram and think that's it. Like I'm firm believer in the, you know, what's beyond that. What's the hard work to ensure that's the way I need to be. So I'm a big believer in personal dance. I'm a big believer in being open to the magic, but you need to protect it. You like it's actually ten percent is having it, ninety percent is protecting it. So like with, with footballers or sports people. For every one that you see on TV, there's thousands that should have, would have cut it, but they, they didn't protect the talent. They listened to the voice of doubt in their head. They let people fuel the voice of doubt in their head. They they listened to the doubters. Uh, I've been very good at turning off that. <laughs> I've been very blessed to do that. And look, if this can be, like, you have to be aware when you're in a band, you're kind of representing something greater than yourself. And, and we have a few bands who, like, you know, I'm thinking of giving up. Think, you know, in the DMs, like, don't give up. Now's the time to push forward. Like, you have a gift. Like, who who can stand up and play guitar in front of their friends? There's no, not many can do it. Or a piano, or who can sing, or who has the courage to express themselves. If anything, you've been given a gift. Do that gift an honor. And I heard, you know, I heard something that hit me hard the other day. It said that your future self is looking back at you now through memories. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's scary oh, future about man. Like, like then I was thinking, okay, well, okay, so well, if future Tyson could look now at me now, what would he be? You know, what would he be thinking? Would he be proud? What would he? What would he, What could he say that would make me do a certain? You know what I mean? And so it's just like yeah. I'm constantly checking myself, like like when anyone, like, like no one's perfect. Um, we're all fighting battles, but the biggest battle you need to win is in here. Definitely, totally agreed. And it's it's really good to have that kind of like self-reflection and being able to look back into the past and and being proud of how far you've come. You guys have achieved so much in such a small amount of time. It's quite scary, actually, you know, and it's about having that work ethic and it's about having yeah. everything at the forefront of your head. And it's like you said, it's really hard to switch off, um, especially in terms of like the creativity and when you're in that zone and especially because of the industry that we're in, it, 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 
it begs you to be creative and it requires you to be creative and it requires you to be switched on all the mm. time and i think you've mm. given some really sound advice to people just starting out on their journey about not giving up and and keep going mm. forward because it's it's really easy to kind of look back sometimes and think oh i haven't really done anything you know what i mean i nothing's really happened yet but it's it's all about having that timing and knowing when that time will come do you know what i mean yeah. it's about being ready yeah for when that time comes yeah exactly and you know talking about the industry and and the the stuff within it how has it been in ireland what's kind of like the music industry like there and the community like Do you know it's ireland's a funny one all right uh and and look i love ireland it's very small you know it's very small and we had i we have a little saying in the band think beyond the little pond <laughs> so and it's not like like look it's not begrudging ireland but it's just like we've had to look elsewhere because ireland's almost like it's um, a watered down version of the US charts, essentially. And it's very, it's the UK is, I can't, I can't tell you enough how different the UK is. Like it's probably even a, a diluted version of Radio 1. That's it. But it's, it's funny, like we don't, you know, we love being Irish. We love the fact we're Irish, all that kind of thing. But we've had to look elsewhere. Like look at the bands that are, you know, the script, U2, doesn't Snow Patrol, well, I know they're Northern Irish. Um, there's not that many. There's not that many. Well, you know, Boys on Westlife, the legends. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, look, look like, like there's Bono's Sons band. We actually come from the same stable as them. Uh, Inhaler, we come from the same stable as them. Stable of bands around at that time starting off. They've done really well. And like, Joe, I don't begrudge anyone doing really well. If anything, they're kicking doors open for us. And it's great. And it's like anyone who's come before us, they've kicked open a few doors. So we we don't we just think beyond Ireland. That's it. It's it's as yeah. simple as that. Like we look we kind of look at it. UK, America are the two kind of main uh, places that we focus on. We big focus on the US as well, and that's going really well. So just they're just the two kind of wars we're we're fighting. And it, you know the US, like the states within the US, the US might be different countries altogether as well so that, that's a big one but i do find the uk the, the music taste you're a lot more welcoming a lot more diverse like like the fact that we do rock songs alternative rock songs and acoustic doesn't melt your minds if anything you welcome it because like you grew up with you know led zeppelin you create led zeppelin and they're like the loudest folk band ever yeah oasis look at no gal like oasis best songs or no gallagher when he sits down with an acoustic so you you's invented that yeah, so that, that's why like like UK is a big focus for us because they use get us. You get that we can do lots. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the alternative kind of indie side is very much like thriving at the minute, especially, and it is really doing well uh, where we are. And do mm. you what do you think of kind of like the state of kind of like the rock and kind of like heavier genre? Do you wish that there was more like kind of like inclusivity of it in the charts, more visibility in the charts? Or are you kind of happy with how it is at the minute? Because as I mm. say, it's definitely prominent and it's definitely there. And there's definitely people, you know, listening to it. It's it's huge. But like in terms of like a, a kind of like community kind of like based feel. But in terms of the charts, it's it's not visibly really there. Yeah. What do you think this, about that? This is this is music strategy we're talking here almost and the, the... Okay, there's there's a number of layers to this. I feel COVID got a big needle and burst the pop bottle. 
you look at any art post, remember, the, well, back in the day, you know, rock was born after the Spanish flu, you know, so art, art got darker. Similar with COVID, pop gone. Pop is only, a, pop's being propped up by major labels, which is fair enough. People look, there's, there's people in major labels who need to make a living. They've got a good way of life. They're used to way of life. The amount of money that would have been would have been in the music industry, they're trying to grab as much as that. And so they, you know, they earworm it left, right and centre through that. But you'll, you'll find that the bands that will be remembered are the ones that are community grown. They're not created in an office. They're not like, and I don't begrudge any of that stuff, by the way, that all is its place. You know what I mean? But look at the biggest artist on the planet, Ed Sheeran. He wasn't created. He, he created himself. He was community based and he built up all he built up all these little communities. All con- and, and that, that's I think it's the best thing ever because community will will mean loyalty. Loyalty breeds word of mouth. Word of mouth wins. Always. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, it's like this thing that's rising and rising and rising and rising. And and around a, as you said, a year is a lifetime of music. Wait till you see next year what's going to happen. It's going to be an unstoppable force. And then you'll see the majors going, okay, we need to sign a few of, the, few of these acts. Yeah. It's funny, like, because, like, you know, being involved in the trenches, like in the communities, talking to fans every day, like um, it's the best market research. And any, any anyone listening from a, a major label or any indie label right now, I'll tell you now, tell you all now, a year to two years, it's coming. So you better you better start copping on. I'm yeah. looking at these artists, and people might take that voice. Oh, whatever. It's true. I see it. We've we've over all our socials. We've got twenty thousand fans. We engage with a good portion of them, and we know what they're saying. We know what's coming. We know what they're thinking. It's better than any little research that they try to do. It's the best market research that anyone can have when you're in a band because you get to contact your fans directly so it's coming so what you're talking about is going to be on a mass scale in a year to two yeah Tyson, heard it, well, I not agree more we're going to talk in two years and we're going to talk in two years right yeah. and we're going to go yeah we were right yeah i mean i could not agree more it it's definitely we're moving towards that community feel and that and the, those artists from those you know backgrounds and it's it's again it's about that excitement do you know what i mean it's it's about that excitement and it's about that uh connection and you'll see the bands with the connection do well, and then other bands without that connection, you know, it'll hinder them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it is, it is very much. It, it's a nice. It is. I don't know. It's kind of. It feels you feel authentic. A part of something. Yeah, you it brings. It brings that authentic authenticity to along with the art, and it yeah. really goes hand in hand. Really yeah. goes hand in hand. Like a, a funny thing you're mentioning. You're mentioning, and let's speak about art here. I'll tell you what we've done, right? And this is going to probably blow your mind a little. When you write a song, it comes from, it's a sound that comes from another place, right? Uh, and I'll be, I'll be explaining this quickly. I believe that music is very one-dimensional. And that's why people don't buy music, because it's just one-dimensional. It's just a sound and it's a, it's a, you're just one in the joint jukebox that is Spotify. So we've gone beyond that now. So we've, when you say, you know, if you imagine a song is like a photograph of a beautiful scene, snapshot in time of a, of a moment. However, in that scene, it's a place. There's people who've lived in it. It's got a history and mythology. So I, I had this real reoccurring dream where this queen kept visiting me and talking to me. So then 
I designed her and I brought her to life. And then all these other characters are created and they're all linked to Iron Butterflies. So then we create a whole mythology around it. So we've got a card series, which is like Yu-Gi-Oh meets Tarot meets Pokemon. But it's all linked to the release of music that we do. It's actually getting more popular than our music to some fans. They're actually wanting these. But again, it just shows you like, like you need in it, being in a band, you need to innovate for your community. You need to think of ways going, how can I connect with these better? And how can I give more value to them? Not just about a song, but what else can we do? So that forces us to think on what else? Let's you know bring real value here. So we've actually done that. Uh, Sky Fever Worlds, where every release of music will have these. And they're going to have little, down the road with the capability, you're going to have little, we'll call it, uh, not 3D, not 3D, what's the word, immersive kind of stuff. So we've got mad plans. Brilliant, brilliant. And, you know, talking <laughs> the community, about, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's about that reinvention aspect as well and and moving through different genres and moving through different styles of music. And I feel like that's definitely seen in Iron Butterflies, um, the new EP and the mm. kind of acoustic feel, you know, bringing yeah, another yeah. side to the music. Is reinvo- mm. uh, reinvention important to you guys? And is there anything yep. you'd like to point out about Iron Butterflies uh, just before yeah. we wrap up? Yeah, just just before we wrap, um, it's funny. Like like uh, we used to just in between, be, you know, songs and rehearsals, we'd be acoustic guitars there, and we just pick them up or whatever, and it just sounded fresh. So we just pick five, and we kind of wanted to represent different acoustic worlds. Like Sunny Day is is kind of troubadoury almost. It's in front of hands, almost Middle America, but then the weight is so the weight the actual song is full on, but Luke decided to go like. Well, this is the vulnerable side of bravery. So the weight is about being brave in the storm. But what's, you know, imagine we all have an inner child. So I was like, Luke sang it as if he was a child. His inner child was speaking and it's quiet and vulnerable. And it's fright, it's it's haunting. But the best, the best, my favorite one on it is um, probably Kings, which is Luke on acoustic guitar. I was there that night, he did the vocal. We lit candles in the room, the whole lot. And he, it's his greatest vocal performance. I mean, and Goosebumps thinking about it. Like, we just, whew, thank God we, thank God we press record. <laughs> Gee, because sometimes you don't. Sometimes you yeah. don't do that. You go, oh, let's just give it a go. We go that one take, man. One take. Yeah. Lord. And, and it's funny, he did it another time. And it just, it was the first time is the best one. But yeah, like, like I go, oh. And like we need to submit that to TV stations or movie studios or something because it's frightening. But yeah, Iron Butterflies. Um, just the, the the thing behind it was that I have an old piano here, and one day I looked, and they're still there actually. So I've got two candlesticks on it, and I was going, "What is that?" I saw those two butterflies, but you know, butterflies you see them, you don't touch them, you leave them. Came back later, they were they're obviously dead. So these two butterflies had died on these candlesticks, and I was like, "Whoa." So there's the title. But it's kind of a metaphor for transformation. And if someone's had to, you know, leave a relationship or go through a great change or whatever, that there's an inner steel that's always unveiled and, and um, your inner strength is always shown when you go through tough times. And that, that's that's just the thinking behind it. And that's what the, these songs show. You strip these songs back to what they are and they're incredible. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it. exactly. Definitely. And it's a really good mix um, on the album. Really, really good um, sound. And yeah, it's it's just it's just perfect. It's all really well fitting. Um, and again, exploring that other side of of the music and just to kind of wrap up now, what 
kind of like future dates have we got going on? What can we get excited for with Sky Fever? So we, we as I say, I said earlier, we're working on our next EP. Uh, the main the main song off that will be available in all the stores, but then directly on our website will be the rest of the EP and the Sky Fever World Series along with that. That's all in motion at the minute. Uh, it's sounding incredible. There's an anthem on there. There's a, probably the best breakup song I've ever heard is going to be on it as well. A bit of a cheeky one. <laughs> and there's a beautiful piano track. And yeah, it's 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 four to five songs are going to be on that EP and it's going to floor everyone. It, it, it's our, our, the best song is coming. Brilliant. Brilliant. Tyson, it's been so lovely getting the opportunity to talk to you about all your influences, the band, um, you as a person. It's just been absolutely wonderful having the chance to talk to you and really connect with you about this and 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 talk so greatly about everything that's going on. It's just it's really, really exciting stuff. And it's just been a brilliant opportunity. And I've really got to thank, thank you. you for that. You um, are look. We we row in the same boat. We row in the same boat. Exactly. I mean, you're you're a beacon and a fountain of knowledge um, of our industry and really forward thinking, down to earth. It's just been wonderful. Everyone in Stoke is going to love you guys, and I just can't wait to get everything playlisted and yeah. up on the air. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be brilliant. Great to see. Great to talk to you, man. Thanks, man. Pleasure. Yeah.